Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes, we are <laughs> back again for a pop culture roundup. We're recording this early in the morning. So, yeah. I mean, I've been up for like three hours, but it sounds like you literally just rolled out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I mean, I'm you know, just going off of context clues, but, but maybe you, maybe you have been up. And you just haven't spoken for. A I mean, that hours. is true. My roommate is gone, so <laughs> I I have been up for long enough that I shouldn't sound weird. But you are the first person I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm honored. I'm glad we could do this. Um, Matt wanted to skip our pop culture roundup altogether, and I was like, no, it's been too long, and there's news to be shared. Oh, there is news to be shared. Yeah, we've got. I've got lots of stuff. <laughs> um, do you want to go first, since? Um, I dragged you to yeah, this early well, morning call. I mean, this story isn't fun and it's actually very sad, but I feel like we have to address it because um, the tragedy this weekend was on the set of Alec Baldwin's new movie, Rust. Oh, yes. I had this story too. Yeah. It was so sad to read about, but um, there was an incident where what was supposed to be a prop gun was actually <laughs> a loaded weapon. And during a rehearsal, Alec Baldwin fired the weapon and it actually ended up killing the cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injuring the director Joel Souza. Souza. And um, I mean, that's just the saddest thing to ever happen. And obviously uh, everyone was just so sad for Helena and the family she left behind, including a husband and a young child. And she's, you know, uh, up and coming cinematographer. It was a big moment, but it's also on brought up all this sort of baggage about the um, union workers, the strikes going on for better pay and better uh, work quality (laughs) stuff. And the, and it also has come out that a lot of people have been complaining on the set of this movie about the environment and about the issues around even things like the weapons. So this is a thing that should never happen. Like there's usually a lot of strict rules around obviously live guns on sets, also props and all this stuff. There's an armor that everyone, there's supposed to be so many gates and checks and rules and regulations in place. And so it's become clear that there was sort of somewhere either an oversight or a misunderstanding or there's all these stories coming out about how crew that very morning had quit in protest of the work conditions and that a prop gun had gone had gone off earlier in the week and so it is just a mess and it's really unfortunate that it it ended up being such a tragedy but more than that i think there's also this growing conversation about like well <laughs> what was happening behind the scenes like how did it get so out of hand that an actor was handed a loaded weapon but told it was just it was a cold gun is what they say well also then i feel er, i've read a bunch of things that are bringing up points of like why even 
are they using real guns (laughs) on set? Like, why would a gun have any ammunition in it in the first place? Yeah. Um, And yeah, just a lot of of questions about sort of like the gun laws regarding movie sets in general. So you have sort of like the working condition, like union um, labor and like, was everybody there when this happened or were people gone? And so they were sort of like having people pull double duty on some of these shifts and things were getting overlooked. And then also, yeah, the question about the gun laws just in general on movie sets because they are very strict but some people are like why like Like, why why at all (laughs) yeah like why can't you just make you know prop guns that like are not able to fire that just like make a noise and shake or whatever Um, yeah like if a 3d printer can like print an entire house i think it can make a replica gun and if cgi can plaster suits onto superheroes it seems like you can put a gunfire like shot spark whatever you want in post oh yeah like when they were like oh yeah we don't really do um like face makeup in marvel movies anymore we can put that (laughs) in later it's like oh okay it's like clearly we're at a point where where you don't even need a gun just have (laughs) the person hold like a green block and then yeah mm -hmm, yeah they can put it all in it's like the dogs in cruella you know (laughs) we got options yeah i mean a couple of a couple of um sets have come out and said like oh, okay from now on we're not going to use guns like i think the rookie <laughs> which is the show i watch that we originally covered a while ago um they came out and they're like you know what after this we're not going to use real guns anymore and i was like what the why are you guys using real guns you're like filming authenticity <laughs> authenticity shelby the rookie like really horrible. is a gritty drama <laughs> yeah they need to be as real as possible well it's really sad and obviously it's there's all this like drama around like like who who's to blame and whatever and it's it's hard to like suss out that sort of answer especially when they're still figuring out like where the oversight happened and all these stories coming out about how the armory was relatively new, but or the armorer was relatively new to the job. Alec Baldwin was a producer, so is he responsible for some of these working conditions getting out of hand? He's obviously very apologetic. I can't imagine like dealing with the trauma of accidentally <laughs> murdering someone. Um, and on top of that, the movie itself was about an accidental killing, which is just like, oh my gosh, that's just the most cruel irony I've ever heard. So. I don't know. Uh, and, and it was all during rehearsals, too. So it's like, why was there even a chance of there being a, a live weapon when you're not even trying to capture, you know, that authentic, like, Whoa, blast or I, I don't know. So I think what's really come out is that, you know, throughout the last few months and this summer and over the last year, there have been these strikes and these requests for like union uh rights and stuff and so the fact that six people on this set quit the morning before this happened and they hired scabs or or people non-union workers to come in and fill the spots it's like wow well if there's been these gaps and these frustrations on this set like what's happening on other sets and like obviously um you know there's plenty of money in hollywood and maybe you do need to put money where the (laughs) your core support is when you have things like this at risk of happening yeah yeah definitely uh not a not a good moment for yeah, hollywood yeah very sad but hopefully mm-hmm. um helena's family and obviously joel can get better as well but i guess we'll find out more as things start 
keep coming to light because obviously crew members are talking more and, and obviously uh, uh, the yeah, news is keeping track of it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so more to come. But um, did you have any other stories you want to follow up on that with? <laughs> oh, um, okay. Let's see. I have another one that's sort of an, uh, let's go with this. The um, Golden Globes are apparently happening again. Did you see this? Oh, no. Juicy information. Yes. So <laughs> they... They're like, well, they've why been, not? They've been like trying. <laughs> they've been trying to rehab their image, obviously, after a whole bunch of faux pas last year, and <laughs> NBC like kicked them to the curb and said, "You can't like your show is not going to be televised with us." We didn't think that this show was even going to happen. They had claimed then that they were going to hire a certain number of uh, people of color. Um, however, that when they released the new list of members, it didn't hit that um, that mark. So, like, they didn't even live up to their own <laughs> claims about the people that they were going to hire. They've also had a bunch of people sort of, like, splinter off from the group or quit. So it's just a whole hot mess. But they announced last week that the Golden Globes would be happening, that there would be some kind of ceremony that is giving out some kind of awards, even (laughs) if it's not televised. Um, And the the nominations are coming out on December 13th. The ceremony itself is on January 9th. But I'm just sort of like... um, like does this matter like if it's not if it's okay so if it's not televised and the golden globes already have like a stink on them i would assume that even if they have this awards show that no celebrities are gonna show up for it because like why would you um it feels like it would almost be a worse decision to show up than to not even if you do think you're gonna get the award right then at that point it's just sort of like an awards list is circulating online that's saying like, okay, these are the nominees, but like, does that matter? Or do we think that people will still look at it and be like, Oh, well, you know, like these are the things that got nominated for that. So like, maybe I should watch it. I just, I'm like, how much influence does the, or will this (laughs) group have without a televised ceremony, but like they're still giving an award away. So are they announced that there will not be a televised ceremony or they're saying that it's still up in the air? Well, I don't think it can be televised because NBC, I th- assume that NBC has a contract oh. with them and that they, but maybe since NBC broke it, they can like <laughs> live stream it on their website yeah. or something. Like, I don't <laughs> know. Um, what's that old app where you used to uh, live stream things and you could watch concerts and stuff? Oh, like Clubhouse or whatever? Or no, that was the... <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> no, it's old school. I can't even remember, but hopefully um, we'll Chat be able roulette. To... <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, we'll get it. (laughs) No, you're going too old. You're going too. It was. I'm not even going to try and dig through this right now, but I'll remember it and then I'll text you. Marco Polo. Um, No, it was like that. It was like Instagram Live, but it was just an app to do it. And I feel like it started with a P or it was like a. I don't know. Playhouse. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, my point is maybe they're trying to drum Was up it, interest you, to get people to tune Quibi? in. Is that what no, you're thinking? Quibi? Uh, <laughs> you're just you're just zigging and zagging right past what it is. And I feel like I once watched an entire Taylor Swift concert on it. And, and I can't remember what it's called. It's oh, like people okay. would just tune in to these things that people were like. <laughs> 
anyway. So it was like somebody at a concert was just recording it. And yes. you're like, oh yes, let me watch. Wow, yeah. that's a that's a that's a that's a low. You shouldn't admit that to people. Shelby. That's but that's what I'm saying. It was a, it was a whole thing for a while. I okay. This is a totally different tangent. But I was at a party yesterday, and some random ass Taylor Swift song came on like truly <laughs> like like a b-lister of a b-lister off one of these albums and I was and I was sort of like humming along to it and they were like someone was like oh are you a Taylor Swift fan I was like freaking <laughs> Shelby freaking now I know these dumb songs I was like I hate this I was like I have not listened to this song in probably two years it was one of the ones that I didn't even like off the album and I was like here I am recognizing oh, this that song. makes me feel so good i'm so I happy w- for you and then, and then i had to stand there and be like oh no and then they were like oh i'm a big taylor swift fan and i had to be like <laughs> oh well like that, that i was like this is, get me out of here i gotta go <laughs> were they cool or not or can you not say because they may, might uh, listen to this <laughs> oh no i doubt it they, they were fine they were whatever you know it was one of those situations like where you're at a party, you're meeting a you know a number of people, yeah. you're talking to a bunch of different people, and he was perfectly fine. You know, like yeah. it wasn't somebody who I will probably ever speak to again. But it also <laughs> wasn't like an unbearably awkward interaction. It was just kind of boring, except for the fact that there was this Taylor Swift moment in the middle where I was like <laughs> trying to backpedal after I was like, absolutely not. I wish I knew what the song was. Um, it was Periscope. It was- is that the? <laughs> just been googling <laughs> things for the last five minutes <laughs> periscope, periscope yes definitely was an app i don't yes, remember yes, yes that's if you asked one. me what that what it did i wouldn't be able to tell you but that sounds correct it was periscope so they're gonna I, live stream on periscope that's the joke we nailed it um golden globes yeah maybe they're just like selling like wins you know what i mean like it'll just be a chance for small indie um shows to pay up and get a ticket that will guarantee them a win at the golden globes 2022 well i put together a really quick a like sort of very short oscar (laughs) roundup for you because i feel like you know there's like some big movies floating around but i don't know uh and i wanted to sort of like get your initial opinions on these before we get into the season because i feel like you know you always have thoughts and then we'll see how this goes um so sort of I think the big movie that everybody is talking about in the best picture race right now is a movie called Belfast. Have you heard anything about this? Um, No, not off the top of my head. This is basically Kenneth Branagh saw Roma <laughs> and was like, I'm going to do the same thing about my growing up in Ireland. <laughs> so it's like a black and white family fi- like film about a boy growing up in <laughs> Ireland during like the struggles and whatnot. Okay. Um, and it stars Jamie Dornan and the woman from Outlander and Judy Dench. It doesn't sound Oscar-y. It Half was those people at- aren't talented. <laughs> Well, uh, people are saying Jamie Dornan could get a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Oh, wow. So, Wait, Best Supporting? Oh, because the boy, obviously, or, is the yeah. lead. Okay. Well, I th- I'm actually not sure who the lead is, but I don't think it's him. Right. Okay. Interesting. Or maybe it's one of those movies where everybody's a supporting actor, <laughs> you know? Spread the love, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you seeing this or you're just... you? 
you have opinions or are you just trying to get me to say something stupid that you'll be able to cite later? <laughs> like, I feel like this is a no, trap. I would never. I would <laughs> never. No, I'm mostly just trying to give the audience and you like a oh, quick right, roundup right, right. of like, okay, things yeah. that you should okay. be paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, no, that sounds boring, but cool. So then also there's a movie coming out called The Power of, Power, the Power of the Dog. Have you heard about that? No, but I've read the book. Oh, you or have? wait, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Um, what's it about? <laughs> um, it's it, oh shoot, my laptop just died. My other laptop. I have, <laughs> I have, I have two. This is embarrassing. This is a whole moment. Okay, I gotta plug this in. Um, this is about a. This is a west. It's a western. It is based on a book, but I'm sort of like, why would you have read this? It's like it. I think of western, oh, like yeah, set yeah, in like no, the 20s or 30s, and that. Um, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, and Kirsten Dunst is in it. Benedict Cumberbatch. It's directed by Jane Campion, who is, um, uh, I think people are talking about like could win Best Director this okay. year. Um, I think it's about like two brothers but on a why? farm or something. Yeah. And a, I don't know, but it's directed by a woman. So oh, okay, okay. There's okay. that. Then the lead contender in the Best Actor race apparently is will smith and king richard the like <laughs> venus and serena movie. oh yeah 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 that's right which yes. every which i was like this is embarrassing but everyone's like oh no he's really good in it yeah. so we'll see how that goes however my rooting interest in that movie went up substantially when i realized that beyonce had written a song for it <laughs> so now so beyonce's back in the oscar hunt again with a new sort of anthem that's that you you didn't hear me say this, but it it some but people are saying that uh, it sounds a bit like Spirit from the <laughs> Lion King movie, um, <laughs> which I would never agree to. But you know, people are saying. <laughs> oh man, none of these are exciting me. Is this all I have to look forward to? The well, rest and of then the year? there's and then there's the Kristen Stewart Princess Diana okay, movie. Yes, that I am excited about that one. Spencer. From the maker of Jackie. Oh, interesting. Okay, but it's I'm like, still excited. It's like Jackie, but Princess Diana. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So those are the those are the heavy hitters that are floating. Around, <sighs> really, that's it, if you will. Okay, okay. I, th- I mean, I, th- I mean, and then Dune obviously is in mm-hmm. the mix. We'll be talking about that mm-hmm. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There's other things, but yes, though I think those are sort of like the big ones from the festivals. So, which one are you most like ready? Like, if you had to choose one to stand right now, which one are you thinking is going to oh, win? Oh, probably it all? Kristen Stewart and the Prince <laughs> Stan. That's what I'm standing. That I don't know. Well, okay, truly, what I'm actually standing is House of Gucci, which <laughs> I am so excited for. Oh Despite the fact that it's over three hours, which Despite I'm like, the fact uh... that it looks... okay, yeah, I'm happy for you. Um, when does that come out? That comes out on my birthday. Oh, too bad. We won't be able to cover it. That's so sad. Oh, we'll be covering it at some <laughs> point. You think we're going to sit through a three-hour movie and not talk about it on this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're doing the rest of the year, it turns out. Um, well, thank you for bringing those to my attention. Um, they probably would have been in my do not watch list, but now I feel like I have to. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm excited for Spencer. I guess I'll put up with a Benedict Cumberbatch, a Western, and then. It's directed by a woman. You have to see it. Yeah. It's a requirement. And then I guess I'd settle for the King Richard because I like saying Will Smith try. And then if push comes to shove, I will sit down and I'll 
I literally already forgot what the first one was. The, the black and men. white. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Irish. <laughs> the thing right. about King Richard that I'm like, uh, is I feel like biopics are, <laughs> I don't love them. And I especially don't love them when the person in the biopic is involved. Oh, it's interesting. like, so I think Venus. I mean, Venus, I liked I, Tanya. Was, was Tanya Harding involved in that? I thought so, but maybe not. Maybe she just saw it and talked about it after. I mean, I don't think she was a producer on it, but who okay, knows? Okay. Maybe she was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, stop spreading lies. Anywho, um, do you have any other stories? <laughs> well, the rumor is that John Mulaney and Olivia Munn already broke up. Oh. Which just goes to show that maybe, you know, the relationship that broke up a marriage and started in rehab and then accidentally got pregnant isn't the strongest foundation. But. That might just be my uh, dislike of Olivia Munn talking. So we'll see. I mean, maybe they are still together, but the the rumor mill is spinning that they broke Who up. Who do you dislike more, Olivia Munn or John Mulaney? Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn is just like the mean girl parading as the cool girl. And she. this isn't based on like, oh, I don't like her. She's pretty. It's like she wrote a couple of biographies where she's just like nasty, hateful. Like she's like, if I was president, I would like outlaw obesity and like you know just like fat shamey gross condescending Ugh, hate her vibe so much i also feel like she is one of those actresses who i'm like i know she's famous but i'm like what is she famous for exactly <laughs> the only yeah. movie i can think of that has olivia munn in it at, at the off the top of my head is office christmas party and i'm like <laughs> i know that's not what she's famous for i'm looking this up I mean, yeah, if you were to ask me her top five on IMDb, I'd have no idea. I think her, she's just a loud, her top pretty four personality. Are the newsroom, the TV <laughs> oh, yeah, show, that's which right, I haven't that's seen. Right. She was X Men Apocalypse, which I <laughs> did see but can't remember her in. I guess she was a correspondent on The Daily Show for a while and then Office Christmas Party. So oh, truly, well, like, not, not that, not, and I'm looking through her. IMDb and truly I have never heard of any of these love wedding repeat the <laughs> rook buddy games six yeah yeah no Lego I don't Ninjago know how she got movie. a memoir like but... what are the lifeline <laughs> ride along Two. Oh, she was in that horrible Mordecai movie like <laughs> this is this is rough yeah oh she was a new girl I guess yes for like a couple episodes yeah okay she played a hot yeah. mean girl, so I don't particularly care for either of them, so <laughs> yeah. God riddance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, no, not really. I mean, I guess uh Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker got engaged, but yes, I have no I did feelings see that. on that. Um, but uh do you have anything else or do you want to do love it or hate it? I mean, I have the whole Dave Chappelle thing that we uh, haven't talked about, I but just... I don't know if we want to get into that. Uh, kind of uh, Dave Chappelle. You know what it all comes back to, really? We don't have to get into it, but I JK just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say the people who are always like, oh, nobody should be canceled are the people who never get canceled. Like, it's like, you're not going anywhere, Dave Chappelle, J.K. Rowling's not going anywhere. Like, why are we making this an issue when it's not an issue? And the real people getting, you know, quote unquote, canceled are the are the transgender people who are being murdered because of hate talk that you're spreading. So I have no patience left for him. And Netflix can just like take their like pride month 
promises and go choke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I have no. I really had no opinion about Dave Chappelle before, and I'm like, okay, yeah, fine. I will also not watch his stand-up <laughs> specials in the future. But like, was I going to anyways? No. I am honestly shocked though at the number of people still participating in Harry Potter related activities. Like, <laughs> n- like, okay. As someone who truly loved Harry Potter and used it as a large part of their personality for a yes. long time, I have fully distanced myself from that. And I'm like, I get the ick on sort of like every and anything involving her. Yeah. Um, and then I still see people who are like, you know, posting Harry Potter things. And I'm just like, mm. <laughs> well, what if, what I if feel... Amazon Studios sends you a. <laughs> PR package full of Harry Potter merch. Are you going to well, share it? I had to. So we were put, I was putting together a list of movies that feature like actual Halloween in them yeah, for yeah. BuzzFeed. And I was like, I was like, obviously Harry Potter should be yes. on this list because it very heavily features Halloween and it's a good, you know, like kind yeah, of like spooky season-ish movie. And I, but I was also like, ugh, J.K. Rowling. So, the, but I was like, okay, I have to put it on there. But then I was sort of like, ah, uh, watch this on an old DVD if you can, <laughs> so you're not supporting J.K. Okay, okay. Other moral question: um, You get a call, you win an all expenses trip paid to Harry Potter World. Do you go? Um, I don't know the price. I don't know how that money is divvied up See, you know here's, what lines here's the, the pocket of rolling is that i've already been to the harry potter world like four times what so <laughs> this was I didn't pre, know that this was pre-comments yeah well i mean it's like <laughs> i i um my grandparents lived yeah, in florida yeah, and yeah. the parks opened in like what 2008 2010 so i mean it was like uh, i so i went old. i went the summer that it came out and then i've been a couple of other times like with family members and stuff who wanted to go while we were down there. So mm-hmm. okay. maybe I've only been three times. I don't know. Well, then they also, it was like they originally opened one section of the park, then they opened a second section. So mm-hmm. I had to go back. Right, yeah. of course. But this was, again, this was all pre yes, her yeah. like turf essay. <laughs> this was just when she was making weird comments about how wizards pooped and <laughs> magic to it away. <laughs> iconic uh, yeah no um the the chokehold that she still has on grown adults is pretty interesting but but there's but there's a new supposedly a new um fantastic beast movie coming out and i feel like that will be a very interesting litmus test as to how well that does because the last one was so bad i'm yeah. like who is really craving this and again it's jk rowling so yeah well, I'm glad that, you know, I think we should just say now that we refuse to cover it, like just on a, just on a moral standing, like I will not be watching that. So we cannot cover it, even if people like it. Like that's I'll try just. To, I'll try to get us a screener link so we don't have to pay <laughs> no. for it. I don't want to watch it. You can't make me. It's only going to be 17 hours <laughs> long and Johnny Depp is not in it yeah. now, apparently. It's called, um. What it's is like it? the history Dumbledore's of Dumbledore or something. Dumb- Dumbledore's Dumbled- secrets. Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's revenge. <laughs> to Dumb- Dumbledore to Dumbledore's try. gay, but we're not going to say. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Fantastic Beast, hashtag gay for pay. It's just going to be like called. Roma. It's just all in black and white, and it's just Dumbledore staring out of windows, sadly. No, it's going to be like, um, it's going to be Call Me By Your Name. He's just crying <laughs> yeah. into the fireplace at the end. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's get into love it or hate it. Um, 
I have something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go first. <laughs> um, this is important. You season three came out on Netflix. Um, it's the stalker show that for yes. some reason has has grabbed everyone because B- people Penn well, Badgley, because Penn Badgley yeah. is <laughs> is very attractive. Yes. Yeah. So this one finds them him married to his last um I don't know if you watch season. Do have you ever seen this show? I, I haven't seen any of okay, it. Okay, well all I, all I remember about it is the is the or was it him or was now I'm getting this mixed up, maybe with something else, but where he was like, oh, yeah, I like got off the subway and I followed this woman as like practice stalking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hope not. He seems like very not that, but I haven't read a lot of the, you know, promo stuff. Some, so I don't know. S- maybe that it wasn't sounds like him. something like Jamie else. Dornan would do for f- Fifty Shades of Grey or something. Maybe it was. I Somebody or another did that. And I, for whatever reason, I thought it was him, but maybe it's not. That's where horrifying. they were like, yeah, I was like trying to get in the character. So I like followed this oh woman up the subway and I was like, oh, uh, I would not admit that. Yeah, that's awful. But that's about on level of, um, of I, I stopped using the F word a couple of days ago because my daughter told <laughs> the me. The F slur. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, Um, it honestly probably was Matt Damon. He's like, oh, I had to prep for this um, medieval <laughs> movie. <laughs> So I was following a woman around on a horse. (laughs) Anyways, you season three picks up after you season two saw him uh, stalk and fall in love with a girl who turned out to be a murderer too. So match made in heaven. They enter marital bliss. They have a baby. And you season three is sort of about this like suburban hellscape. And and it's meant to be a, I don't know, sort of a condemnation or exploration of marriage and monogamy and stuff like that and then obviously the bodies keep piling up still um i would say it's not as good as season two but in fact it's probably the worst of the three but it was still like it was still fun people together well yeah it's like no no they know each each of them knows about each other and that's meant to be like you know does he love her does he feel trapped by her is he trying to be better or is she is she worse than him or is he worse than her type thing? And obviously there's another, like he becomes obsessed with another woman, the you of this season. And it's all like, it's all, it's all kind of like starting to feel, you know, monotonous. And you're like, okay, well, we've seen this show Only before. So <laughs> killing and stalking. Yeah. And so I think it's interesting. I started to like the, the woman character more love is her name. And so I wanted more of her angle on this and like her motivations for why she kept murdering people. And so I think there was some there was some fun elements to this season and and it was very watchable still. But ultimately, I think season two is still the strongest. And this one also starred a new guy um, who played a teenager, but was definitely not played by a teenager. <laughs> oh, was it Ben Platt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben Platt sneaks out of the eyes. No, I don't know him from anything, but he's a very attractive young man um so that was nice and then fun fun little detail um the finale featured a taylor swift song so that was a nice a folklore moment um oh it it, it was it was exile. it was probably the song that i knew that <laughs> yeah. i it was humming at the party it was the exile um the duet the feature with um 
oh yeah i remember yeah i didn't like that one yeah i remember that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it fit nicely it was a powerful moment uh you know it's set up for season three he goes abroad so maybe we'll get an emily in paris you crossover i would love that he's (laughs) chasing her around if pen is just like in the background of emily in paris season two then we'll know you know we just have to keep an eye out that would be a great cameo honestly (laughs) So I, I, I'm curious to see if it will be renewed because it seems like they could not and it'd be fine. But I think there's still an audience. I think, yeah, this seems buzzy enough. I saw a lot about it on. Yeah, I was yeah, on the airplane and I saw like three people Twitter. watching it. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't have time yet. Spoilers. It also feels very like middle america Like <laughs> I think a lot of, for whatever reason, I feel like a lot of like basic people watch it, you know? <laughs> Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, what this do you like have? What do you anecdotal have? Anecdotal evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you are, you will tr- truly hate. I went and saw the French Dispatch, the new Wes uh, Anderson movie. Yes. And as I was sitting there, I was like, Shelby, I can't even watch the trailer without no, getting you, rageful. No, you, do, don't go see it. <laughs> don't go see it. It's not that. It's it is like truly everything that you would hate yes. in a movie. I was excited because I was like, oh, it's a journalist or whatever. <laughs> but it's sort of not. It's it's a very strange. It's very Wes Anderson. It's yes. like the most Wes Anderson you can get. So it is sort of cool to watch all of his. Um, he's like fully at his most with the <laughs> sets and the shots and things so it is like kind of cool to watch as like oh uh like an art film this is like a pop-up book sort of thing like how much you can do with the set design but the plot is so strange because it's basically like an edition of the new yorker where you have like these different sort of uh like articles that are kind of being read slash narrated and then you're watching them play out but none of them are that interesting and they're all convoluted and have all of these weird subplots so and there's and every time you sort of get like halfway invested in something it's like oh well now it's done we're on to the next one and there's really no cohesion uh you know, there it's the cast of who's who's of Wes Anderson mm. movies. Um, there's a Owen Wilson segment. There's a Tilda Swinton segment. There's a Francis McDormand segment, and then there's a Jeffrey Wright segment. And it's like, it was it was interesting, yes, to watch like the craft of it all. Mm-hmm. But as far like beyond that, I was like, this is a slog to get through. It is not that interesting. It's does not really have a cohesive plot. I'm confused during parts of it. Also, I was like sort of like nodding off in one of the sections. And I was like, okay, I'm sure that didn't help me understand <laughs> this either. So yeah. You're I, just like zoning out thinking about Spencer instead. Yes. Yeah, House of Gucci. <laughs> House of Gucci. You know, and really. You're Dune. like, this movie could really use a Lady Gaga moment. Like where is oh, she? Oh, truly. <laughs> Put Lady Gaga in a Wes Anderson movie. She eat that oh up. Oh my gosh. Oh uh, yeah. I'm glad so. it wasn't good. So I don't have to feel guilty about <laughs> refusing to watch it. Yeah, I don't I mean it could pop up in some of the Oscar categories for like um, you know, set design and things or like costumes, but I can't see it doing anything other than that. So. I we were watching like I don't remember um impeachment or bachelor something where we had to watch commercials and that came on and I just immediately like it's a trigger point for me. I don't know, a trauma response or something. But I am just like so turned off by every everything about that movie trailer like how it's in the 
square format and it's like, oh, I'm black and white sometimes, but then I'm in color and it's like, well, I just, I can't, I can't. It just, it bothers me so much. The level with which you will not watch certain things, but are still watching the 17th season of The Rookie, which has 22 episodes per season, is, is You know, ludicrous. I get excited when The Rookie goes. It's on. like, somebody get this woman some psychiatric You know evaluation. what I finally stopped watching is A Million Little Things. Oh, they they can't yeah. they started ruining they started ruining Gary's life like the psych actor you know and I was like no, no he was I the one remember. character I liked like I'm done you can't do this I'm not gonna watch him go through anything sad so it's over <laughs> okay well, <laughs> ship has sailed. now it's just the rookie I don't think there's any other network ones we covered that I watch still but. Do you still I check mean, in I mean, I watched Carol's nurse. second act yeah. <laughs> until they cut it. We all have our, we all have our, our thing. So uh, yours is Wes Anderson and laugh track comedies. <laughs> I do like laugh tracks. Um, okay, well, we'll be back on Thursday with an episode about Dune, another Oscar hopeful this year. Yes. Um, I'm sure that we will have lots of opinions. I read the books, so I'll be bringing that <laughs> oh, knowledge. How much will I remember from a year ago? Hmm, <laughs> we shall see. Maybe it'll all come flooding back to me. Um, but yes, in the meantime, follow us on social media. We have merch. We have a Patreon. You can leave us a review if you want to. I yes. have not checked those in a while. Right. Uh, who knows what's lurking in there <laughs> for us? Probably a bunch of one stars. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we'll be back on Thursday. Anything to add, Shelby? Um, just if you guys want an episode on Squid Game, you have to pressure Matt because I've done everything I could. Okay, I've okay. I've tried so hard. So you have to turn your DMs to him. <laughs> That's all. I'm gonna <laughs> go to private. <laughs> yeah. Your ego couldn't handle that. <laughs> uh, okay. Love being dragged in the morning. Um, well, this was great. Talk to you again soon. Okay, bye.